Welcome back to another episode of Strefford and Chat. Uh, well, it's been a very eventful week and not not the greatest, but despite the lows, we've somehow secured second place for this year's uh, Premier League. So, I, I to be honest, in, in a lot of ways, it's it's been a great year, but you know there have been significant downs. But let's recap the previous week. Obviously, a lot has happened since we last spoke. Um, I think we'll start off with the Leicester match. Uh, Max, uh, how do you how do you want to go about this? Yeah, well, so definitely, uh, definitely a tough week. So two one loss against Leicester, followed by a four two loss uh, against Liverpool, and then a one one draw today against Fulham. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, bit of a bit of a dip here. It's just kind of one of those bad runs that that you get over in the season. Um, hoping that that comes to a halt sooner rather than later because we always have a big final coming up. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get that out of our system come next game against Wolves. But uh, but yeah, Chris, no, you're right. I mean, the, the silver lining is at the end of the day, uh, we've secured second place, um, which is respectable. Again, it's not where we want to be, but uh, definitely, definitely progress. And yeah, in the grand scheme of things, uh, it was a really good season. Um, so yeah, I guess just, you know, really, really quickly just to kind of run through the games here, because obviously we, we had three games that, uh, that we kind of didn't touch on yet. So, um, Leicester city, I think every fan can agree that that was kind of a throwaway, right? I mean, we just threw on the B team and, um, just kind of tried to preserve the legs against Liverpool, which didn't end up working out for us. But, uh, regardless, I mean, it's, it's, kind of insane right i mean you're playing a game like what is what is it like three three games in five days that's just not humanly possible so um i think the whole league accepted even jurgen kind of said that like if he was in all these shoes he would do the same thing um so yeah the fact that we lost to lesser not surprising at all to me i actually thought we could have secured a point like i don't think we played that poorly given you know our starting 11 I think the boys played pretty well. Like the younger, uh, is it Elanga and Ahmad who who got the start on Tuesday, and you know it was funny to see the Leicester players celebrating like they like they won the league. Uh, it was, they they were celebrating. Yeah, at the end of the game, they were celebrating like because you know at the end of the day, it's it's a big three points for them because uh, they're obviously fighting for the Champions League uh, position because <laughs> they on. choked last year. But yeah, come on, like you're beating the B team. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, it just it's just kind of one of those. It, you know, from from what I remember, I mean, the first initial 10 20 minutes, I think we were I think we were playing like the B team. I think we were all over the place. We were playing really really scared. Um and then we went 1-0 down, which kind of you know, made us you know, kind of respond a little bit. Um and then I was kind of surprised that we got that goal from Greenwood. I mean, great Great finish, but it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but we we played better. We played better. Um, but then in the second half, Leicester kind of just uh, took the game again and and um, didn't really look back there. It was expected. And I think kudos to the boys. I mean, it, it was very last minute, right? And it shows, you know, not having Harry. I don't think Harry would have started anyway that match. Yeah, but again, it was just one of those yeah. throwaway games that... Yeah, yeah. 
basically should have kind of never happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we can we can talk about the Liverpool match, even though we probably don't want to talk about it as much. I think that one stung a little more, despite you know the lack sure. of consequences. Thankfully, you know, it feels good that we're not in a we weren't in a situation that all these matches mattered compared to last year. I, I think yeah. I was so stressed out from last year, and it just feels weird not like not necessarily caring as much because in the grand scheme of things, it didn't really matter. Yeah, but un- unfortunately, I guess that sort of com- complacency is is kind of um, you know drifted onto the pitch with the players because yeah you know these last three games like you've definitely felt that you know we're a team that's not really playing for much at the moment um you know just more or less pride um and yeah i mean that liverpool game was just a testament to that i think liverpool wanted it more uh they had a little little bit more cutting edge uh i thought i thought we we played fairly well against them you know like Mm -hmm. we squared up very well and we were attacking we were dangerous um you know, we, we weren't hiding from the game, uh, you know, as opposed to maybe earlier in the season when we when we played them, uh, when we were still kind of playing defensive, still playing more reactive than being proactive. Um, I, it's just the game got away from us. Too many mistakes. And at the end of the day, Liverpool were just more more clinical. And um, yeah, we were just we we're just lacking that sort of cutting edge, you know, just to take us over the line. And we saw that again against uh, Fulham. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, just to touch on the Liverpool game one more time, I just thought we looked pretty shambolic, you know, and with our back four especially. I, you know, I, yeah, there, there were so many chances that I feel like we could have taken. I feel like, you know, when Bruno scored the first goal, or if it was an own goal, who knows? Right. I really thought that we could have like run away with it. Like we we were like in the we're driver's seat. Good. We're yeah, we good. looked good. And Cavani really should have scored the empty net like after Allison's mishap. Yep. But yeah, I yeah, mean, no, to Liverpool, it, they 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 took their chances. That's all that matters. Yeah. And like you're right. I mean, you said you know you touched on. I mean, in this game, like missing Maguire there was really uh, it 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 was obvious. We were missing that that sort of backline organization, and that's what Maguire brings. I mean. Again, and I, I every podcast we kind of talk about it now, but you know people love to bash on Maguire because it's easy, um, and he makes mistakes sometimes. But at the end of the day, you know he's just been so crazy consistent for us, and he's played all these games. Um, you know, having that consistency in the back line is is just so 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 important, and is like just the foundation of a really really solid defense. And um, the fact that he wasn't there, yeah, it definitely showed. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because mid mid season, we, we were kind of saying, but is for sure our best defender talent wise. Mm. Um, and, and he was playing really well back then, but I, you know, as of late, um, in the last couple of months, I, when he's made appearances sort of here and there, I don't think he's looked as, as good and confident as he usually is. I don't know what the reason for that is. Maybe it's just, again, inconsistency in terms of playing time. But um, yeah, we just kind of see him making mistakes, mental mistakes, you know, not being uh, in uh, in a good position. And maybe the chemistry between him and Lindelof isn't, isn't all there. And, uh, you know, just the four goals against us, you know, just kind of speaks to that. Yeah, I thought he looked great with Maguire. I think that's probably a big reason. 
like Harry is kind of seen as like the the more stable center back, the organizer. Yeah, I mean they complement each other very well. But I don't know what it is with you know with Lindelof. Like Lindelof doesn't necessarily match that well with Maguire sometimes, and he obviously doesn't mesh well with Bay. I, I, I mean, it's weird. Lindelof is not a bad defender, but for some reason yeah. he's just, especially today. I mean, he was. It's the type of goal we've been conceding, you know, more often than not. With um, you know, across to the back post, and Lindelof's just stranded in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like, I really hope this summer we sign a center back and Sancho, but we'll get to the, uh, that later. But I think. Yeah, transfer news is heating up. Yeah, it's heating up now. I mean, but, you know, I think this really just shows how, I mean, how much of a leader Harry is at the back. I mean, I think people should not complain about Harry after watching the past three or four matches, I'd say. And. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Moving on to Fulham, I you know, I just knew that all those chances we've missed in the second half, I we weren't gonna we were gonna concede, and we were not gonna win. Yeah, I mean, you know, first and foremost, I mean, the one talking point, or two talking points, I guess, uh, fans back at the stadium at mm-hmm. Old Trafford, you know, really nice to see. Um, I don't know what the exact numbers were, how many how many thousands we had in there, but. Um, it's it's been what like three hundred and I think they said three hundred and eighty six days or something like that since since fans were were uh, allowed to attend so just fantastic from that point we've come a long way so finally seeing fans is great um, obviously you know thank God the game didn't get postponed right the fans are protesting now you know with Glazers out um, you know with their sort of banners and and, and their scarves and 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 all that which is which is great to see as well it's peaceful nothing no violence, no damage and things like that. Um, so it just kind of sees, we, like we can see that the fans are, are united in that sense and they're still supporting the team on the pitch as well. So uh, that was really good to see. And I, the other major talking point is if we just forget the result, I mean, Cavani's goal. I mean, what a goal, what a goal, what a golasso. Um, and I'm just really happy for him to sort of get that goal and then be the first to just run over to the fans uh, and get a, get a slight tease sort of a teaser into what scoring a goal um, at at Stratford End feels like. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that would be goal of the season, right? If uh, if they were giving out the award maybe a day later. That is just so ironic. I, I, they, I think it, Bruno's goal against Everton won the award this year, I believe, right? Yeah. So unlucky for Edinson because I think that that is the goal. Oh, 100%, unless, 100%, yeah. 100%. I mean, Bruno's goal was was good, but like it wasn't it wasn't like a screamer. Like Cavani's was, I mean, that's just class, right? That's just audacious. Like the amount of confidence yeah. just to do that, just to chip it perfectly. I'm just a bit sad because that that's what should have happened against PSG in the Champions League. Do you remember when he hit the crossbar? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Cavani had exact <laughs> still, similar. Still, still hooked on that, eh? <laughs> that could have... I, I really feel like we should have won that had he scored because that would have changed everything because we were playing extremely well. But anyway, I, I digress. Cavani, I'm so happy. You know, he's he's finally getting to experience, you know, maybe a, a little sneak peek of, you know, what celebrating with the fans is like at Old Trafford. But 
it's such a shame that we couldn't really build on that. And from the get-go, I guess, you know, off that brutal, disappointing loss against Liverpool, it just didn't seem like the, the boys were really up for it. I'm not sure if you felt the same way, but it was a bit lethargic or maybe the effort wasn't yeah, there. Definitely. I mean, again, like I'll, I'll say it again, just, it just felt like there was some complacency on the field there. Like we didn't, we didn't necessarily um, play with the same edge that we do before or when we, <laughs> when we concede first and then trying to turn it around. I think, I think our biggest problem was that we scored first, honestly, if Fulham scored first, <laughs> then, then we, we would have been fine. We would have won the game three, one, four, one or, or whatever. But, um, Fulham found our kryptonite. They let us score first. Um, and yeah, I mean, like we just, we just didn't deserve anything out there. Like we didn't work for it. We didn't, honestly, a, a one, one draw is f- an absolutely fair result. Um, we didn't do enough to win the game and it, yeah, it's really, really disappointing. Um, especially off the back of two losses against, uh, you know, two good teams, like again, Leicester throwaway, but, uh, against Liverpool, you know, you, you really expect to sort of a bounce back win and, Again, like it, this is this is sort of prep, right? It's prep for the final, and um, you know to have this sort of bad run in form at the end of the season before a European mm-hmm. Cup final, not ideal, man. Not ideal. No, and come to think of it, I think our undefeated, our our unbeaten streak away streak is on the line next week against Wolves. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like we're going to lose because we're definitely not starting our our usual eleven. Nice, nice optimism. I mean, oh, I, the finals on Wednesday, right? So I can't imagine like Bruno will be starting or Paco will be starting. I think the boys will play like Shola, Anthony again, maybe. No, no, I don't think it'll be like wholesale changes. I think uh, from what I've seen during the season, I think I think Ollie likes generally to play his mainstay players. Like if Maguire mm-hmm. was still, if he was still healthy, he would have been playing um, like. Honestly, Aaron Mabasaka, Luke Shaw would still be playing. We might see limited minutes in the sense where, you know, Bruno plays till the 65th minute or kind of see see where the result is and then you just yank him. Um, or kind of like what we did today against uh, Fulham where Rashford kind of jumps in for the last uh, 20, 30 minutes, that kind of thing. Like, I don't think that... Um, again, because there is a balance there, right? Because it is close to the 26th, but also you don't... You don't just want to rest your players the entire game, and they, they don't have that sort of match fitness. If if you know what I mean, like you, I don't know. Like I feel like we kind of saw that right when we rested our players before Liverpool. I don't know. I just feel like we just weren't up to the pace. So it's a bit of it's a bit of give and take there. Um, I don't think they had enough rest against Liverpool to be honest. They've just been playing so much. And, but all and, I'm saying is that yeah. you know, if you look at the season historically, Oli has opted to p- continue to play his sort of mainstay players before big games. Mm-hmm. If it's like three, four, five days out, um, as opposed to uh, as opposed to resting them completely for the game. Hey, at least second is it's secured, so that's nothing really to worry about, except for pride, maybe. But they, that but that record would be nice, and being undefeated yeah. away from home for an entire season has not been done since the Invincibles. So uh, that's an awesome achievement. Yeah, I, I yeah, think exactly. that's yeah something to play for. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe the boys get fired up. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so since we've officially finished second, I think you know the season's not over yet. Obviously, we still have a trophy to play for. But so far in the league, you know, given how we started very, very poorly uh, to the to the to the season this year, 
I think um, all things considered, it, it's progress. But like I like what Ali said, um, finishing second is not an achievement. I absolutely agree with that. But yep. I think we're... So we finished with 66 points last year. So we're between five and eight points, you know. Um, you know, with that's the improvement from last year. And five to eight points, not too bad. And given the fact that maybe we dropped, you know, the points against Sheffield, Everton, the Leicester match, right? I think that's, I think that's pretty good. I think I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm content, but I'm glad that we're, you know, we're, we're aiming a bit higher. And to aim higher, right, we obviously need to improve the squad. Now, mm. you see where, where I'm going here. You know, we're going to talk nice about transfers. transition. Yeah, yeah. So I think the biggest news coming out of this week is obviously Harry Kane. And there have been reports of Harry wanting to leave. There's been a gentleman's agreement between him and Daniel Levy. Uh, you know, if Spurs weren't contending, I think uh, Harry was supposedly allowed to leave. Okay, take that with a grain of salt. Now, the club's interested, obviously. I feel like every team, every club in the world should be interested in Harry Kane, right? Yeah. But I think but the biggest, money? with money, obviously. But the biggest suitors are, in my opinion, are us and City. Chelsea, definitely not. PSG, because Harry wants to stay in England. So realistically, it will only be City and us. So well, the three front runners that have been in the papers have been us, City, and Chelsea. Chelsea I, are also there, in the There's no way he's I, going I to Chelsea. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I think Chelsea is the least likely. I think Kane is Manchester bound. But yeah, continue. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to pose this question to you. Do you think at the expense of other signings that we should go for Harry Kane? At the expense of who? Jaden Sancho? Sancho, perhaps another center back or even a defensive midfielder. Uh, so if we work under the assumption that Harry Kane has told us, absolutely, I want to come to Manchester United, pony up the money, I'm coming. And that means that we don't sign Sancho. We don't sign a center back. Uh I mean, that's that's a tough one. I feel like we could still sign somebody else, you know, to just do a cheeky little player swap, get a bit of a discount on Kane, and then still sign a center back. I think I would do that. But just Kane on, on, on his own, and I'd have to give up Sancho. I'd have to give up a center back signing. I probably wouldn't do that. Mm. Um, just, just Kane on his own. But if we could get Kane and then like a center back as well, if we had funds for that, uh, I think that would be acceptable. But I'll give you my honest opinion as to what I think will unfold. And Harry Kane is indeed Manchester bound. But it's not the red side. It's the blue side. The, the, the stars have aligned for Harry Kane to go to Manchester City. He has a gentleman agreement. He has so much pent up goodwill with the Tottenham Hotspur fan base, the board, just the club in general, right? He, you know, it's it's rare. It's a rare situa situation where a player says he wants to leave and the fans say, all the best to you. You deserve it, right? Super rare. And what it seems like is last year, um, he, he brought up, hey, listen, I don't think, I don't like where the club is going. I want to leave. Um, get that sorted out, right? 
but then they got Mourinho and they said, give it a shot. If, if we're not in contention, we can, we can reevaluate it again next summer. And what do you know? Tottenham are not so good and they're not in contention for anything. They haven't won anything. They sacked their manager. They're going to have to sort of re- rebuild, reset. Kane does not want to be a part of that. So what does he want right now? Winning trophies. He's said it before. He said it in his interviews. He wants to win trophies. Who's winning trophies right now? Manchester City. Um, I think that he wants a guaranteed thing. And I think he's going to get it with City, not us. I mean, I think a striker, you know, given that Aguero is leaving, it's, it logically it just makes too much sense. It just fits. And people are saying yeah. that there's going to be a swap maybe with uh, Jesus as well, um, which I, I, I can would. see happening as well. Yeah. I, think, I think Jesus is dispensable for, for City, although City would have to play a little different with Kane. Because they typically play kind of false nine, not too reliant on the striker. Because Aguero is really out of the squad. Jesus would kind of come on in and out of the team. He had a good stint at one point, but um, sort of in and out. And they relied more on players like De Bruyne, Gundogan, Mares. Most of their goals would come from midfield. So th- it's going to be a bit of a tweak for them. But again, I also listen to the argument that Harry Kane can adapt to sort of any any system that you throw at him. And we saw in this season, his ability to sit back and, you know, start that, start the build up play essentially, and kind of make things happen, play like a false nine almost is just incredible. So I think he would just fit really, really well. I think he'd be really, really dangerous. Goes without saying. I mean, obviously we know Harry's one of the best finishers in the league or if not the world. But yeah, obviously, you know, he's just become such an elite playmaker, you know, assisting so much to uh, to Son all the time. And I think, I, I think, you know, if City offer Jesus and around, I don't know, 120 million, I think that's a done deal. And if I were Daniel Levy, I would take it. Because Spurs, they're, they're nowhere near any sort of, any form of European competition at the moment, right? Might yeah, as well just because- rebuild. But, yeah, because, I mean, Kane... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but I feel like Daniel Levy's pride, he will not let Harry leave the summer. I don't think he's going to leave, in my opinion. I think this was I think this was really well calculated. I think that he... that I think Daniel Levy sort of hedged his bet by signing Kane to that contract extension in the sense that if things don't work out well with Mourinho, I'm going to get value out of selling Kane. So the fact that he signed this contract and now, I mean, and again, this is like Harry Kane kind of, it's his last gift to Tottenham, right? That in exchange for me leaving, you're going to have a ton of funds to shape that rebuild going forward. Maybe pay off some debt for the stadium too. Um, You know, just help them out really financially. And so, yeah, I think more and more that just means that I think this, I think this season Harry Kane will leave. I think he's gone. Um, I know the price tag is really steep because of the contract extension, but I think there's going to be some deal making. And at the end of the day, Kane's made his decision and they're going to have to respect it. I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't get Harry Kane because Harry Kane is not going to improve her back line. Like he's not going to prevent what happened today against Fulham. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would love to get Harry Kane. Like, love, like, lo- amazing player, world class. Um, but I guess we also kind of have one hand in another cookie jar with Sancho. I feel like we kind of have first dibs on him almost because because of our sort of failed relationship last year, right? So it seems like Sancho wants to come back to England and we seem like the most likely destination and we can't really get both Sancho and Kane. Like no one has those kind of funds. Um, so that's why I'm kind of okay with maybe Kane going over to City, which would mean that they don't get Holland. Holland would go elsewhere because I'm more worried about Holland than because we don't know what his ceiling is yet. And he has a lot of years ahead. Uh, Kane's 28 in the prime of his career, and he can definitely do some damage for another three to four. But, you know, at the end of those three, four years, he's sort of tailing off, right? So, um, and maybe we can entice Holland to come over in the future. So maybe maybe we're in a better position to sort of uh, woo over Holland sometime in the future. I get the feeling that Holland's not leaving Dortmund this summer, but I do think, and I, you know, Fabrizio also has uh, said that Sancho does want, he wants to leave and the club, you know, Borussia Dortmund, they will allow him to leave if there's a, you know, a, uh, a respectable price. Right. And yeah, he came out and said that there was a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think, um, realistically, I think it'll be around 90 million euros for Sancho. And I think that's already better from, you know, we, Ed, Woodward's playing, you know, 5D chess here. He somehow is, is going to sign Sancho for way less. So I guess yeah. that kind of worked out. He got lucky, I would say. Um, not really sure if Sancho would have sold our back line. But if we sign Sancho for around between 80 to 90 million euros and spend maybe 40 to 50 on like a young, promising prospect center back, I'd be pretty content. But it's so weird because I feel like we have so many holes to fill. Because I still think defensive midfield is is still, still an Fred. issue. Fred, Fred is still, still here. Fred's still in the team. Listen, we still like. Hopefully, we can try try to get as much money from Jesse leaving. You know, I, I listen. Jesse, like, Dan, James, Matt. I mean, yeah. We need to like There's clear some, some wages, there. man. Like I, I feel like if we want Pogba and Marcus to play together, right? They, they can't be interchanging on the left hand, you know, the left wing, left mid, right? So that means we need to drop either Fred or McTominay to open a spot in the midfield so Bruno and Pogba can play, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, maybe, maybe, it's maybe a change in formation as we get more players too. I mean, I, I know I know Ollie's been really dead set with the, uh, he kind of flirted with the diamond before, it didn't really work, and he's just been dead set in this sort of four-two-three-one now, but... Uh, you know, I mean, as we get new players, things can change, right? So maybe we can we can try some different formations and maybe different things work. I but, mean, last uh, year after the lockdown, like the restart, Matic was like the holding midfielder for Bruno and Pogba. And that worked out pretty well because we played, I, I would say we played pretty well after, you know, the oh, yeah. lockdown. Right, right after, right in Project Restart, we were... Man, we were we were, we were on a roll. We were on a tear. We 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 solidified Champions League. Like we were, we were uh, just an outside shot before exactly. That. So we need to harvest the mania's like cells or something and regenerate, and he needs to de-age or something like that. That's my solution. Yeah. Maybe that's cheaper than signing someone else. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Good yeah, plan. Yeah. Make yeah. sure to tell Ollie about that one. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, you know, going back to Kane, if, if Kane signs for City, I how do we compete with that? You yeah, just no, don't. I mean, honestly, we're just going to have to take it and <laughs> they win another year. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Another two, three years uh, of City winning. I don't know. We're just kind of used to it at this point. We're just kind of numb to it. They've just been really dominant the past couple of years. Um, and yeah, they get a guy like Kane. I mean, and Guardiola stays. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's, what's also important is we need to we need to get Paul to sign the ting. And hopefully, you know, I mean, this next weekend of football, you know, across all leagues, it's going to be interesting because Juventus, I think they're heading towards the Europa League, right? Yeah, no, the Serie A has has a really, really fascinating finish. I've actually been watching some of their games lately just because it's so it's so tight for the top four. Um, And yeah, I mean, the next couple of games, Milan is actually one of the teams above Juventus. and the last game of the season, they're playing Atalanta, who have already secured their Champions League position. They're in second. But Milan need to win. I think I think they need to win. Okay, yeah. So, um, or, or better, better Juve's result. Or Juve needs to better Milan's result uh, to advance the Champions League. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really rooting for Juve to, to be knocked out of the top four because... Ronaldo's not coming, man. I mean, not Ronaldo, but like maybe like where else is Paul going to go? Because Paul is not probably he probably doesn't want to play in the Europa League again, right? I think I think I think financially though, Juve has has some serious issues. I don't think that they could really afford Pogba, even even if they made Champions League. I don't know. I think yeah, they would need to raise some some debt or something, or or, or they would need to issue some debt or something. Because yeah. I think that their that their funds are, are a bit. Uh, not not good, and I think that's why they were one of the ones pushing for the Super League, you know, Listen, as hard as as they did. We don't need Harry Kane. We could just get Cristiano to play striker. That's problem solved right there. Yeah, Un- unlikely, mate. Unlikely. I'd give Cristiano coming back to United a higher chance than Harry Kane coming to United. I disagree with that. Yeah, I think I, I think that Kane is going to City, but. I think he's going to hear us out. I think he's going to hear us out. Also, another interesting thing, I, I, I saw this somewhere written, but Kane wanted his future to be settled before the Euros. Mm. I wonder if that's true because that's an extremely short timeline to negotiate a deal, one of the biggest deals in world football that we've seen in recent years. So I don't know if that's if that if there's any... The like validity to that so statement. only a few weeks basically because the year will start i think june 10th 11th oh wow so i mean that's like that's barely not even three weeks i'd say because you know does that mean before the euros actually start or before he leaves for the euros because that's a whole it's even earlier right i think i think like before their first game i would say oh man which is I, a I crazy tight deadline I think that's just like that's him like egging Daniel on or something. I I don't know, but like I can. It was funny is that I can see Kane saying that you know because he's such like a like a countryman. You know, like he wants to put his country. He doesn't want any distractions for the team. He wants to put the team above. You know, he has that captain mentality, right? So he just he just wants to 
get on with the game, get on with the tournament. He doesn't want any sideshow, which it would kind of be a circus if they kept asking him questions about it the whole tournament, right? Yeah, I mean, Harry just so looks... This, this deal he, could move quick is what I'm saying. It could move quick. He looks... Okay, honestly speaking, I think he would look better in red. It just, you know, we talked about this, like he would... <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think I think you would look damn good in a what is it team team viewer <laughs> Manchester exactly. United kit exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, as opposed to blue. But um, man, honestly, again, I think the stars are aligned for him to go to City. He at the end of the day, it's as simple as this. He wants to win trophies. That's it. He wants to win. Where is he going to do that? If you're in Harry Kane's shoes, right? If if you have the option, right, you can go wherever you want. You can go to City, you can go to Chelsea, you can go to Manchester United. Which team are which team are you picking in terms of only winning trophies? It's a slam dunk. I mean you got Pep, you got Foden. Yeah, exactly. Got, like, it's it's like, a, this is no it's a no brainer. It's it's a no brainer. So I think I think that's kind of that's inevitable, to be honest. So what is it? Like um Jesus and money? Or we could be like, okay, so we got Martial and some money. Yeah. So for us, that would be the uh, that w- it would be the Martial swap, uh, which has been kind of sad because you know Martial's had a really really tough season, and we and we're quick to forget how good of a player he is. Um, you know, and he's only twenty five, so he's still got he's still got a lot of he's he's still got time. He's he's not in his prime yet. Uh, and yeah, this season was a huge setback. But um, yeah, it's, it just seems like people are just kind of writing him off, and that he's sort of like a trading piece, like a like a Dan James almost, which is not the case. You know, he's he's such a good player on his day. Um, but to be honest with you, if if you tell me right now, 120 and Marshall for Kane, sign me up. How do you say no to that? Yeah, exactly. You, you can't. And that's and that's no discredit to Marshall. It's just Harry Kane. You know, it's like one of those strikers, like. I don't think that a striker like this has been on the market since in the Premier League from Premier League club to Premier League club since Robin Van Persie. And we saw what he did. You know, he basically just won us won us a Premier League title. And that's what that's what eh, I wouldn't go as far as to say that's what Kane would do with us. Cause I think we need a little bit more work. Like if we were to add Harry Kane, but like also he has an injury history as well, right? A lot of ankle issues. But if he were to yeah. join I think we drew about 11 times this year. How many of those draws is he going to convert to wins? Right. It, it, yeah. I mean, impossible to say, but yeah, he would contribute goals. Uh, simple. He he would score goals and that would help us. De Bruno would be so <laughs> happy. He's just like, I just have to just pass it in this area and then Harry's just going to finish it for me. Because that's basically yeah. what would happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... I think I think we're gonna we're we're gonna leave it there for the Kane debate. I mean, obviously, as as uh, rumors start flying through, which I think they might in the coming weeks, uh, we'll continue to touch on it if there's any developments. Um, but yeah, I think it's safe to say that I think our both our conclusions here are a sort of blue destination for Kane in the future. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously not the last time we'll be talking about Harry Kane or Jaden mm-hmm. Sancho. So stay tuned. Um, Big so, summer ahead. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, the Premier League, you know, we're wrapping up next weekend, right? There are a lot of um, talking points. Maybe we can 
Let's talk about who you'll think will end up in the, the who will end up in the remaining two Champions League spots for next week. So Chelsea took a big step forward today, huge win against Leicester. So do you think it'll be Chelsea and Leicester who come out in the Champions League, or will either of them choke and the Liverpool leapfrogs them potentially next? Well, it actually depends if Liverpool beat Burnley. That's also a huge question mark because we don't know. Given Liverpool's form, I'll be honest with you. Liverpool's been on really good form lately. Actually, they're as opposite to us. They're kind of killing it lately. They've yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're finishing the season really strong. Um, by, by the way, know, crazy goal for Allison. Yeah, the head. Oh yeah, yeah. That that, that, was a, that was a great moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, politics, you know, club allegiance aside, that's actually pretty sick. Like it was, it was just a really, really good moment. Yeah, I yeah. I watched that live, and like you don't see that often. You don't see it. I keeper. 95th minute you know running down the other side to partake in a corner and then a great header by the way too great flick on yeah you know something that you would see from Kane or something just a tremendous finish and obviously there's a lot of there's sort of uh, lots of emotions in that because Allison's had a had a tough year with uh you know with for you know personal reasons and uh it was just great it's just one of those feel-good moments just good to see all the all the Liverpool teammates jump on them and you know you can see that they're really happy for him uh, so it was a really, really, really good moment. So yeah, Liverpool is still in the content, is still in the hunt. Uh, obviously, both Leicester and Liverpool were dealt a huge blow today with uh, Chelsea beating Leicester mm-hmm. uh, two to one. So Chelsea sort of solidifying their spot, um, I would say. So I think that uh, the only there's only one spot. So I think it's going to be Chelsea. Uh, but there's only really one spot and that's sort of between Leicester and Liverpool. And it's interesting because Leicester are playing Spurs last game of the season, which easy one, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's Harry Kane's last hurrah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he might, he might just go crazy. Who knows? Uh, I wouldn't write Spurs off necessarily. You know what? I honestly, man, Leicester choke last season. They'll choke again. Really, I you think, think they'll? Yeah, wait. I think I think Liverpool creeps in. So I checked the league table. So I think, oh, so it might depend on the goal difference too, right? Actually, it won't matter because if they lose anyway, like the goal difference won't matter, I suppose, because Liverpool have to win. Oh, Liverpool already... has two games left. Oh, true. Because okay, they play they play uh, Burnley tomorrow, right? Oh, I see. Oh wow! Right, right, right. So. They play Burnley, then then Crystal Palace. Wow, this doesn't look for look look great for Lustre now I think about it. No, I forgot it really, it really it. doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's mine. That's it's it's uh, Chelsea Liverpool to be honest. That's as much as I would like for me, dog. That's a big yikes. <laughs> as, as, as much as I would like Lester to to finally pull through and make it, uh, you know, such a good feel feel good story. I think they're gassed after the FA Cup win and just the tough stretch of games that they've had. I think I think there there's just no gas in the tank. I didn't even think Liverpool played that very well against uh who did they play? Um West Brom. West Brom? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean they got they were saved by Allison. It just shows you, you know, how poorly they were playing. Yeah, I mean but again, man, that's like the sort of thing that kind of pushes you on, right? Like makes you believe. And they they have a mission. You know, they they have to win out. They they have to win their their two games. It's simple. And the fact that Leicester lost today just makes them that much more hungry. Like, hey, this is this is possible now. 
Uh, they're just big chilling after the FA Cup final. Um, I mean, big up the Foxes. Oh, yeah. Big that, up the, the Foxes on the FA Cup final. Again, another yeah. feel-good moment. Um, definitely prefer them winning over over Chelsea. Uh, it was it was just a, just a really, really good moment, um, especially with the owner coming down, dedi- dedicating it to, uh, obviously, his, his, uh, his late father who tragically died um, in a helicopter crash. So, you know, there was just, I don't know, there was just lots of, again, lots of emotions around that. And what a, what a goal to buy Tiedemans. I mean, if you're going to score a goal to win the FA Cup final, that's, that's got to be it. That's going to be one of the memorable FA Cup goals that I'll just get replayed. And again, really, really happy that fans were there to see it. Yeah. I mean, that's all I can say. I mean, the fans, the, the roar, you know, when the ball went in the net is just, I just really miss seeing spectators it's just a big part of the sport you know i and i i'm not sure if you've been doing this but like i've been re-watching some old matches just you know like champions league classics not necessarily us or you know like just atmosphere plays so much like yeah it, yeah absolutely i mean I, next I, season I, man next season i think uh, i think everyone will be back they should be i really hope so too man yeah, come to think of it, right? Like the our last home match was against City when Scott scored the what was it? The empty netter. I don't know what where Ederson was, but it's such a different contrast to what we see today. It's like you see a bit of, you know, dots here and there. Yeah, we're get we're we're getting there. We're getting back to normalcy soon. Yeah. Hey, I, honestly, much better than Tarps. I I was so sick of them, man. I'm sure a lot of people were too. Yeah, me too. Me too. And the me EA too. Sports uh, crowd reactions, like they're like slightly yeah, no, delayed. I think I think they chalked that after a while because that just wasn't working. I think people weren't, or they or they got better at it. But at, at first, it was really really obnoxious. That was just jarring, when Project man. Restart first started. I think it was just too much. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, I think you know, next week really exciting matches to watch in terms of the top four not just in england but also in italy france and spain as well but i think for next week we are going to discuss maybe some premier league our own unofficial striver than chat awards uh premier league and man united related awards so we'll be discussing our player of the year our premier league player of the year the team of the season and um yeah i mean if there's anyone still listening at this point, you know, if you have any <laughs> predictions, uh, uh, make sure to tweet us as well. You know, um, we want to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the team of the season is pretty much set in my head. But tune in next week. Yeah, we'll see. Don't we won't we won't divulge it to each other. We'll we'll sort of confront each other and we'll go position by position uh, next podcast. So definitely tune in for that. For those of you that are that are listening, the loyal the loyal uh, listeners that are still listening, um, for sure for sure tune into that. But uh, but yeah, man, like you said, definitely an interesting week ahead. Obviously, we uh, go away to Molyneux. We play Wolves on Sunday to close out the season. And after that, so we'll have a podcast after that game and. Uh, and then we'll just kind of do a little bit of preview for the Europa League final as well. That's three days later on the 26th. And then as well as a sort of, I guess, quick sort of recap on the Europa League final as well. And maybe a bit of a sneak 
you know, maybe, maybe a bit of a Euro preview. I mean, the Euros are coming up really, really soon. So yeah, lots to talk about there. I mean, a lot of debates flying around the England selection, like who's going to get picked for that, right? So that'll be interesting to see. I'm excited for the Euros, man. It's It's been too long. I, I've, I've been, me. I mean... It's so weird because we had the Euros this year, but already the World Cup's gonna is just gonna follow so quickly, Amen. and things are looking up, man. It's we're almost there. <laughs> Nature is healing. We're almost there. We, we we suffered for a year, like a summer, where we were supposed to have the Euros and we were just deprived of it. So we should get treated, and man, the players should suffer two summers in a row where they won't have any rest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so um, I think that's uh, that will wrap things up for today's episode. Um, Max, you got any other thoughts? Yeah, no, no, that's uh, that's it for me. Again, we'll uh, we'll be here again next weekend, next Sunday, breaking down what happened against Wolves and Team of the Season and all that stuff. So uh, if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Stratford Chat. And yeah, with that being said, uh, we'll see you guys next weekend. Cheers. <laughs>